Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the milestone of episode 10. I'm your host, Jermaine Cologne Mendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. Hey, everybody. We have big news today on the podcast. As Jermaine mentioned, it is our 10th episode. It's our second milestone that we've mentioned on here besides 100 uh, downloads, so we appreciate you guys for that. Um, and also, we have some uh, some big news, Jermaine. That you and I are both excited for, but for different reasons. And we'll get into that later in the podcast. But it has to deal with one Cam Jarrell Newton being signed by a certain AFC East team. Who's that? Cam Jarrell Newton. Yeah. Ace Boogie. Is he good at football? Ace Boogie, the chosen one. Is he good at football, though? Super Cam. Uh, I, he picks skins well, I'd say. I'd say he picks skins well. Pick skins well. All right. It's good to know. Good to know. All right. So it's, it is, you know, the precursor to 4th of July this weekend on Saturday, America's Independence Day, where gluttony and shenanigans run rampant through the street. Shout out to all you shenaniganizers. Lacing it in debauchery and devastation. Wow. <laughs> Jermaine, has, Jermaine has spent his money wisely this week on his English vocab. <laughs> oh, uh, what what is it? Big words, tiny dick. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> you can pretty much just say anything for the first part for both of us. So <laughs> just blank, blank, tiny dick. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what all uh, old Chachi Chacherson said when I when I made a joke about him needing directions on a pop tart. <laughs> he did not take it well right all right Right. so speaking of fourth of july the reason why i brought that up is because the annual nathan's hot dog eating contest is happening again this year and for the first time ever new jersey has approved the allowing of betting on nathan's hot dog eating contest and if i was a betting man and i am (laughs) <laughs> I put money on Joey Chestnut. Oh. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut has to be like minus two thousand, right? Hold on, keep keep talking. Say the trivia question. I'm going to look up what he is on Five Dimes, the unofficial sports book of I, Podcast Room Two or Three. Unofficially, uh, I also have this. I also have a question. Like, how many years do you think Joey Chestnut has shaved off his life <laughs> based on the number of hot dogs he's eaten in his life? That's a great. That's a great question. Like, like he just. He just is filled with nitrate. <laughs> Dude. It's just constant <laughs> nitrate issues that he has. If there if he if there wasn't gravity, he'd fly away the fastest. <laughs> Dude, do you think do you like I haven't looked into this? So like I I haven't ever looked into this, but how do I have seven? Oh, they refunded it, Jermaine. Refunded I n- I no longer have any MLB season wagers. Well, dude, I've been telling you that, you know. That hurts. Man, we had so many winners. So dude. many winners. So oh, so RIP to our 2020 MLB season totals. Um great. Now we got 60 games. Yeah. Anyways, and we'll and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll also later. Yeah, we'll also get the, into that in the podcast. Um, do you think so? I, I saw once on ESPN. This this had to have been in high school, right? So so anywhere from 06 to 10, right? Shout out to all you old guys out there making you guys feel uh, ancient. I was in high school from 2006 to 2010. 
there was something on ESPN that was like not a Nathan's hot dog eating, but it was like in the middle, it was like in the fall. And it was a food eating contest that Joey Chestnut was in and Kobayashi was in. And it made me think, do these guys do that all year round? Or they have to eat like super healthy to be able to do it for this long. I don't know, man. Maybe they just, maybe that is their job. They just travel from place to place doing food eating contests and they keep their money budget low because they just go to the places where like, Hey, if you eat this 32 ounce, uh, steak in under 15 minutes, you eat for free. (laughs) Yeah, maybe the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. There's only one bet on this right now on five dimes. And it's the minute with the highest number of hot dogs eaten total. Oh no, it's Joey chestnut only. Wow, that's pretty lame action. From one from one to ten. So they're saying how many which minute from one to ten is he gonna eat the most hot dogs? Yeah. With the odds on favorite being nine to ten minutes. He's gonna eat the most at the end? Yeah, apparently, plus one twenty. Last set, best set. <laughs> yeah, I guess the beginning. The, the beginning is is uh, from from one to two is plus two hundred, and then it goes down pretty much by fifty each each time in, until you get to obviously plus one twenty at at ten minutes or at nine minutes. Man, I was going to say minute three because he's warmed up. He's got the, the he's got the, the throat loosened. He's got oh, he's got the uh, he's got the <laughs> the yeah. throat all. Throw it all warmed up. It's all warmed up. Do you think he's like a boxer? Like before he goes out, do you think he has his trainer like give him a little (laughs) warm up his throat, massage his muscles? I think he's won so much. He probably brings his own cryopod he sits in before. (laughs) (laughs) Just around his his throat. (laughs) I've been getting trivia question today. The trivia question is about the Nathan's hot dog eating contest famously from Coney Island and it was so we're just we want to know if you know when the first official contest was held and then we got bonus questions for you who won the men's contest and how many dogs did he eat and by dogs we mean hot dogs not you know I mean this thing has been going on for like a hot minute now they have to be coming up on like the 50th anniversary um yeah I'm pretty sure gave, <laughs> gave a little hint. I just that's why I was just like, oh, okay, we're just gonna give it away now. Oh, are we? No, you gave a little hit. I don't know the answer. I'm just saying that they that <laughs> they might be coming up on their 50th anniversary. Who's to say? Who's to say? This could be the second time they've done it. Second time they've done what? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I said this is the second time they've had this contest. <laughs> <laughs> Second time they've had the contest. Are they gonna? Are the competitors gonna be forced to uh, eat six feet apart? <laughs> yes, I do believe they are. Uh, they are watching, um, or they are. What am I trying to say? I don't know. Ad- only, only ad- you know that. Adhering, adhering, uh-huh. adhering to. That's like when you watch commercials on TV, right? Adhering. Yo, that she, darn that darn Siri always interrupting the podcast. Yeah, she's always listening, dog. Yeah. Always interrupting the podcast. All right. Well, that's 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 our trivia question. Uh 
we have i i have not uh i had listened to the podcast just to make sure my own my own voice sounds glorious and uh well maintained as usual but i only found one mistake from last week's podcast and that was i said the yankees won like 107 games they actually only won 103 but as always i'm i'm sure i missed something so let us know out there dm us let let us know what we missed from last shout out uh shout out jay who's been uh who's been really hammering the the nick talks out of his ass but from like episode four (laughs) he was sending us stuff from episode four i was like dude we can't cover that anymore (laughs) that's fast dude uh (laughs) statute of limitations jay get out of here that that passed i mean i appreciate it oh boy (laughs) so the other thing that's that's the the, the, the blow rate uh, yeah is uh you you weren't drunk last episode Oh yeah, I managed to managed to <laughs> pull it together and get off the <laughs> stay on the wagon for last week. <laughs> we got to get a day since incident tracker. <laughs> day since incident. What is this? This is two. This is this is this is plus fourteen days of drunk Nick. Drunk Nick's last appearance on the podcast. <laughs> drunk drunk Nick's a real asshole. That's right. <laughs> All right, dude. So I thoughts for the stoop this week. You know, I I was uh, reminiscing over the first ten episodes and how much fun it's been and <laughs> how chaotic it's been and just how uh, it's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> and and, and so. keep in mind to, to to toot our own horn here to the people that are listening. We just put together a ten episode podcast, a sports podcast in the realm of no sports. And we're making them like an hour and a half long. If you think that we're going to get any worse when sports starts, you're dead wrong. <laughs> the and that's the bottom line. <laughs> you going to go one on one with the Undertaker. <laughs> Shout out Teddy Long, dog. <laughs> uh, so what, so was, how, what was your, what was your thought for, thoughts from Stoop? No, so it's like, how have you been? you know, consuming sports and like sports talk and all that. Now that you have your own pod vice, how you it consumed it before, you know what I mean? Cause I've, I've noticed myself, like I used to rock with a lot of guys and I like their opinions and I used to listen to them and all this other stuff. And now I don't really, I almost, I'm almost like, no, I don't want to listen to that. Cause I don't want them to, put ideas in my head. You know what I mean? I want my ideas to be my own original ideas. I don't want to be like all our friends who are sheeple and just talk about, you know, the current topic they want you to talk about. Yeah. So, I, 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 I kind of agree with that. I mean, so before, before we kind of started this pod, I had, I had a bunch of you and I both, obviously our phones are blowing up constantly with tweets, with Instagram, with, with, bleacher reports with espns and it just got to the point that before this podcast started i was just kind of like uh there's another espn alert i'll get to it later but now i'm like each each espn each time my phone goes off i'm like oh what's that now i'll look at it and then you know we have this this running document that jermaine and i keep throughout the week and then we'll also send each other stuff i think that if you were to track what I send you, Jermaine, it's gone up probably 250%. The stuff, just the stuff we send back and forth and just say, hey, look at this. What What do you think? When before we used to send it back and forth and it would have just been like, ha ha, 
but now we're sending it back and we're like, Hey, what do you think about this? Like, like, and we will talk about it for a little bit. And also that's, that's, I never thought about it like that, but my viewing of videos that is somebody trying to convince me of an opinion has gone exponentially down. Whereas my viewing of just like, or my research of the internet of, Oh, I don't know enough about this topic. Let me take a look at it. And then I'll make my own decisions. And if they're wrong, then they're wrong. But after I make my own decisions, then I'll watch those videos, the Shannon Sharp, the Colin Cowherd, the, you know, the, the ESPN sports reporter. And I'll say, okay, like I, I, this is where I kind of find fault in his point. So, yeah, well, first of all, if you're listening to Colin Cowherd, you should just get up and leave the podcast right now. You should just shut off your TV. 100%. That dude is hot garbage. Hot garbage. Just, with 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 his most recent fucking toilet bowl segment being, I only think Cam Newton is going to add one win to the uh, Patriots. Yeah, he had them losing to the Chargers. Yeah, because because and and did you hear what his reasoning was? Why they would lose to the Chargers? Because the last time the Chargers played the Patriots, Anthony Lynn got embarrassed. Yeah, but that's not like. Yeah, he had a much better quarterback then. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking and about? And he was like, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, the Chargers seem to think that Tyrod Taylor is the best when you could have signed Cam Newton. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor is not the answer. Uh, you know, and that's the other, like, he thinks Tyrod Taylor is going to beat the Patriots. He's just talking about them getting embarrassed with Phillip Rivers. And he's just like, oh, they're going to play much better. Tarod Taylor's going to beat the Patriots. I was like, Tarod Taylor? Nah. nah Tarod T- Taylor's not even beating Jared Stidham. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. Exactly. And I, I guess I guess also the, fi- the final wrap-up of the thoughts for the stoop, at least for me, is that I look for – like it kind of has given – there's that, you know, throughout the, the, the year, right, there's certain stuff that you look forward to on a weekly basis, right? And I kind of haven't had, since we started the podcast, I've had that like, okay, Thursday we're going to do the pod. And it kind of just transforms your week into like you don't have, you know, when when you don't have a certain thing every week that you look forward to, your weeks kind of just drag on and on outside of football season, right? Because football season you have Sunday and and obviously Saturday to look forward to. Um, Yeah, I just, one thing I noticed is like I'm not, I got a lot more time back, which shouldn't actually be a sentence that's said, right? Because, (laughs) you know, we've started a podcast, which is inherently going to eat up more time. But because I'm not busy consuming sports the way I used to, right? And especially like with sports not being played currently right now, except for like soccer and UFC, um, I got a lot of time back because I'm not listening to these jamokes on tv given their given their uh opinions that i most of the time don't agree with so yeah 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 and, and like it has allowed me to attack topics of conversation from different perspectives and you know to have a have a better understanding of what's actually being talked about and why it's important or how I feel about them. So that's pretty interesting. I just want to see your thoughts on that. The the one thing that we need in this podcast, which we haven't had yet is really a hard line 
you take one side, I take another, and we adamantly agree with that. Because I think the problem, so, not it's not a problem, but you and I generally on most issues can either agree on the issues or will be more, one will be more in a defined position and another one will be closer to the fence where they can be talked over into your position. I don't think we've had that yet on the podcast where it's like my side, your side. Yeah, I mean, except for, you know, the fact that we both agree the Saints are the class of the NFC South. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a that's going to be a hard miss. Oh, uh, anyways, on to the next hard. topic. We're going to go ahead and talk about combat sports, baby. We're in Dude. it. We're in it, Jermaine. We're in the, like I said last podcast, we're in the best month in sports history. The best month, single month in sports history. Uh... Well, I mean, NBA is not starting till the 30th, though. And but it starts in this month, best single month. Well, I don't agree. There's your, your hard, opinion. There's your hardline stand. <laughs> there's our hardline stand. Moving on. <laughs> there's, there you go, you clown. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, clown so, uh, we forgot to post on the socials about the Poirier over Hooker. Uh, it, almost, it almost turned out that Dan Hooker won. <laughs> so it's a good thing we didn't post or Dan Hooker would have won. <laughs> I guess so, huh? We would have gave him the old kibosh McGee. But Dustin Poirier outclassed him the final three rounds, especially the uh, two championship rounds. Um, He really turned it up to another level. I felt like Poirier took some unnecessary damage, but you say that every time Poirier fights. (laughs) But, man, what an instant classic. That bout was – man, if it wasn't for uh, Zhang versus uh, Jezdrek, for the the women's title fight that happened at 249, 248. I'll have to double check that. But if it wasn't for that fight this year, that would be fight of the year for me. But that women's title fight, they absolutely uh, they murdered each other. Oh my god. They just kept hitting hangmakers, bro. That was that was the good thing about this fight though, is that it's you know, you see a lot of these a lot of these fights with these big guys that they just they kind of like you know, yeah, it kind of seems like in the first couple of, of rounds, they kind of f- try to figure each other out. Like, oh, well, did he come with anything? Did, did, did he spend his camp doing something new? Did, did he, you know, does he know my strengths? Does he know my weaknesses? It felt from the jump that they just were like, I don't really care what the other guy has. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Dude, every, <laughs> every punch they were throwing was intended to kill and maim and hurt, bro. Like, there wasn't any, like, just a little jab just to open Uh, up, just to get mm, him to think about it. It was just like, yo, even my my jab is coming. (laughs) Every time. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm watching this fight. Just, like, hands pressed against the face, like, eyes bulging. (laughs) Like, holy cow, bro. It was uh, (sighs) a... It was pretty glorious. I'm not it was good. Lie. In was in other combat news, did you see the Fight Island video? Oh my god, dude! Talk so, about talk about lovely. What a so lovely how, it, it was. It was like a it was like an eleven minute or something like that, right? What do you mean eleven minute? How long was it? Dude, the video was like forty eight seconds. Oh, so but my buddy <laughs> made my buddy made a, a good point. Who's who's really who's really into this stuff? Shout out Carrie. Really into this, this you know UFC stuff. Probably other than you is probably the the expert on on my side for like these fights. Like I can go to anything. He's like, oh yeah, this guy's a 
this guy would probably win, but you know, this, you know, the, here's the strength is we- strength and weaknesses. He said, it's going to be an interesting dynamic making them fight on the beach because Open it, air. it really looked like it was an octagon on a beach. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. So how are you? So he was like, so how are you going to like uh, account for like a gust of wind kicks up and it yeah. hits the dude in the face? And yeah. or like a gust of salt spray comes up and it gets in that guy's wound. And all of a sudden he's like, ah, and he has that. And he's like, you, you're talking about, you're not talking about me and you fighting where it's like, you know, we've been in, we, some of us have been in fights or like we know how to wrestle or throw punches, right? These are world-class athletes who the slightest, like, oh, I dropped my guard because I, I got sand in my eye. Oh, drop my guard. That's over. Boom. He's done. Let's He's go. Twelfth man. I'm about it. Let's so go. He goes. Throw him in the elements. That's real world stuff. So that's I'm that's tired of this mamby pamby arena temperature so, control. So both so both of both of us like looked at each other and he was making that point and we both went, Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And he was like, Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Play <laughs> yeah, play that exactly. he was he was like, I need to see one fight in just a sandstorm to just see who the best caveman <laughs> is. Just <laughs> me against you in a Dubai sandstorm. That's just, what I'm saying. We get five octagons, five different fighters. You have to survive five rounds, and you get a championship shot, bro. <laughs> and the last man, the last man is a fully rested Francis Ngannou. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what weight no, class, no matter, no matter what, what the, weight class. So the flyweights have to fight a fully fucking rested Francis Ngannou. Oh my god, we'd see someone get murdered. Oh that. yeah. Did someone get punched out of the ring? <laughs> it's like one of those cartoons where their their body print goes through the cage wire. <laughs> For those of you who can't see Nick, he was imper- impersonating that cartoon mo- moment. Yeah. But that's, ah, but that's that's gonna be awesome. That's starting the fourteenth, right? No, the eleventh, my guy. Next weekend, good. Next weekend is the three championship fights. Yeah, Hell yeah, Hell yeah. Fight Island's going to be awesome. Uh, you already talked. You already touched on it briefly. The NBA is starting to come back. They've already posted the opening betting. The opening betting lines, right? Uh, I don't know if I've if I've said this on the podcast yet, but we did before the NBA season knocked out. We had a pretty successful betting model going. Yeah, that, the model we, you know, we you worked on primarily, and I'm gonna yeah. take, I'm going to take partial credit. Yeah, well, I'm going to call it the Room 303 NBA betting model. So it was, it was hitting, bro. We're going to fire that back up again. Obviously, um, well, we're going to fire that back up again. But obviously, I'm going to give it about three games. So it's still going to spit out picks, right? But I'm not going to put the picks out to you guys just to see how it looks because it's going to be a neutral court, players sitting out. The new, I mean, we'll talk about in a second, new players coming to teams. But we it's got to get the chemistry again. Yeah. It's going to be an but interesting. It, it should be good, man. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, you know, like I said, we had, we had the betting model right where we wanted it. And then it right was, it when was, we got it, dude. Right when we got it. It was ready. Out. It was ready for that final run, that final, the next half of the season. And then, and then Mr. COVID had to come in. We had it. We had it hit just after All Star break, almost towards the end of February. Oh, and it was. I mean, it was. It was cashing. It was, it was humming. Bro. I think. I think we were up. Like I was up like seventeen units or something. I was up like seventeen units when it shut down. 
Mm. Man, it was pumping out some crazy picks and like and like, like crazy picks. Cavaliers money line, <laughs> and so it, it would it would pump out these picks, right? So so if if you guys want to, let me know, and I'll and I'll explain a little bit more how I created it, right? But I'm not going to spend time nerding out and telling you how I created an NBA betting model using Excel and and R Python and stuff like that. Um, but it would spit out these money line winners that were like plus three, like plus three fifty, and you know, just looking at it from the surface, Jermaine and I would go, "There's no way they won." And then, sure enough, you'd look at the like Bulls, like Bulls Spurs, and you'd be like, "There's no way the Bulls are winning this game." And then all of a sudden, it's Bulls by like twenty. <laughs> You're like, yeah, "Oh, I get them out of that game." Yeah, and, I mean, and we the were Bulls, like, "The Bulls never win." No, you know, speaking as a Bulls fan, <laughs> like the Bulls never win, dog. And it was <laughs> the first successful up. thing we've created <laughs> for That's betting. True. That is true. I mean, we we always have Terry McLaurin, bro. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yo, so the NBA is spending almost you know upwards of 150 million for this Orlando bubble. Imagine if they spend all that and then they have to cancel the season again because because of another outbreak. Uh, that that uh, would not that would never not be hilarious, dude. That would be I would I would die of laugh laughing because all my you know most of my boys are Lakers fans and this yeah. is their this is their year. This is their They're year. Gonna, this is the Kobe year, dude. And th- yeah, it's you know Kobe, you know LeBron, RIP. Um, and then LeBron, you know now they got they got King Henny on the squad, and he's returning to carry him to the promised land. However, there's two major roadblocks on this on this road to championship glory. One of them you just mentioned, J.R. Smith, and the other being Dion Waiters. They are not playing on opposite teams. They are playing with LeBron on the L.A. Lakers. Dude, they're going to cost him like game four in the finals by doing some shenanigans, bro. I just, I can't wait. It's just going to drive all the Lakers fans crazy. Here's my prediction. J.R. Smith calls a timeout they don't have as Dion Waiters shoots a three into the other basket. Damn. Does the three, three does the three go in before the timeout? Three counts. J.R. Smith calls timeout he doesn't have. Oh no. <laughs> Making it a five point technical. Oh no. That's classic. Classic. Dude, J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters need a buddy cop show. Tell me that would not be fire. I need a show. No, not a movie. Like a like a like has a three a season run. Has to be a show, bro. Like Lethal Weapon. One of them's the angry grump, you know, and the other one's just this absolute savage. I mean, anything's possible, bro. Anything is possible with J.R. Smith. <laughs> it's, uh, it's 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 like you were saying prior to the podcast. They just need to cut the clip of Kevin Garnett shouting "Anything is possible" after the Celtics won, and just put J.R. Smith's face in there with a bottle of Hennessy and no yeah. shirt and no shirt, mind no, you. Of course not, no shirt, and he's just got to be yelling "Anything is possible." Anything is possible. <laughs> J.R. Smith sponsored by Hennessy. <laughs> Love it, dude. If he's not Hennessy, is really dropping the ball, dude. Seriously. Yo, so uh, NHL uh, did uh, they they leaked it. I was like, man, I'm glad we find and cut Canada last week. They're like, oh yeah, we can come here. <sighs> so so yeah, so so the NHL. Now we talked about the six hub cities last week. Obviously, those are still in the running, but basically, the NHL has had a leak today or two days ago that basically said they're expected to ju- choose the two Canadian cities of Toronto, Toronto and Edmonton 
as the hub cities. Now, Jermaine, like you and I said, Vegas was the favorite, but amid the recent spike in COVID cases, they raised concerns. And also, which I think is the bigger one that the NHL tried to downplay, it's cheaper to play in Canada. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Don't don't use COVID, you jobbers. It's cheaper to play in Canada. Just say that. Just say that. We understand money. (laughs) You don't have to... I get it. You don't have to bullshit me. Just be like, look, dog, it would have been $80 million to play in the United States, and it was $40 million to play in Canada. I'd be like, that's a deal. Yeah, 100%. Speaking of crybabies and money, it's your favorite sport, bro. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Here's, here's the thing that I'm angry about is last week I went on this tirade that baseball doesn't have me back. And it's just, they got me back, damn it. <laughs> I'm in for the season. Took seven days. Took seven days. It took even less than that because it, like, it was like on Monday I came back and I was like, you know what? It'll be good to have baseball back. Like I like the sheeple that I am. Yeah, you just you're just a big old sucker. So I I haven't heard how a lot of cities are going to deal with this, but if the if Chicago is any, uh, I guess model to build off of, it, it'll be at least some fans in in the stadium, right? Or yeah. or at least some fan because because sh- sh- so the what the Cubs are doing is they're not letting fans in the stadium. But because they have the rooftop uh, Wrigleyville, I think they call it, right? Yeah, the rooftop bleachers uh, called Wrigleyville. Yep. They're so not going to allow 25% capacity on those bleachers for the games. So now you got now you got to think, you know, what is, you know, how can other teams, this, this may be a thing now that other teams build kind of ballparks or build s- seating based on uh, like ballpark dimensions to try to get, you know, people with a good view of the of the stadium. They should just uh, rent helicopters <laughs> with ladders <laughs> and have them six feet apart on the ladders for the whole game. Clip, yeah, but there's no clips. Like if you fall off, like you're done. You yeah. gotta have the grip strength for nine innings of baseball. This is life or death. And what what did you hit me with this week? That oh, there's dude. no guarantee that so there, a so baseball game will ever end. Yeah. So say it again. There's no guarantee that a baseball game will ever end. Think about that. <laughs> Broke my brain, dude. There is no guarantee at the beginning of a baseball game that it ever will end. It doesn't have to end. There's no clock. There's no stoppage. No There's no, I mean. There's no rule. There's, there's no, no rules. It doesn't. If you have, like, we, 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 we like to make fun of cricket, right? Because they have three-day long matches. You could technically have a three-day baseball game. Obviously, it would be limited by starters, but <laughs> if it doesn't get decided, crazy dude. If it doesn't get decided and the weather doesn't cancel it, uh, baseball doesn't. And baseball is based off weather, basically. In the end, as long as it's sunny for an X amount of time, that's as long as we're playing baseball. If the game doesn't oh, end, I actually just gotta want to see that. I just want to see that. What's the long? Like, I think the longest baseball game is like nineteen innings. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it like thirty-seven hours though? Just kidding. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know. Oh my oh. god. The longest professional baseball game was a game it was a minor a triple A minor league game that lasted thirty-three innings, going eight hours and twenty-five minutes. 
God, that is so ridiculous, dude. Man, that's almost as ridiculous as the uh, secret all-star game the baseball players had. Okay, if you want to talk to me, players, about my health and safety, your or your health and safety in a ballpark, you can't get together in Florida, a hotbed of Corona, and play multiple baseball games with the sport's best players and be like health and safety. Get the fuck out of here. Also, that's angry Nick talking. Also, I would love to have been just a just a fan to watch fucking how Verlander Verlander Chuck to Mike Trout, and just just to see because you know you, so so this this gets released what that was back in probably they probably April or June or a, April or May or June. We're hearing about this two to three months afterwards. They knew there were no cameras there. The, the cutting up and the shenanigans that were probably going on. Who do you think got picked last? Oh, that's that's <laughs> awesome. They had to have done it to like like Otani or something. Like just to like <laughs> just to like mess with the, hey, <laughs> the new guy. <laughs> or mess with like like forget that Nick Markakis was even there. Oh oh Nick. Oh like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, you can be on our team. <laughs> someone's like, what is that random guy doing over there in a Braves uniform? Is that Nick Markakis is still in the majors? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Nick, we didn't forget about you. Bro, what if they picked Mike Trout last? Oh, dude, he would have hit fucking four bombs in that game. <laughs> Just he's a, four, what, four, what did we four, what did we talk about? RBIs, all dingers. <laughs> what did we talk about in the goat episode in the in the uh, last dance episode? You don't embarrass the greatest of all time players. You don't. There's Mike Trout would see the ball like a baseball and just be like, oh, you're going to pick me last. Oh. Jack, <laughs> he is like that. Ain't no can of corn, baby. <laughs> he's Frank Thomas now, dude. He's been he's been uh, taking his eugenics. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> his, his vitamins and lotions, as Barry Bonds called them. Hey, so Jermaine, yesterday in 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 what continues to every year be the oddest contract negotiation in the history of sports. Oh, I love it, dude. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day to you, Jermaine. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day to you, Nick. Here's to Bobby Bonilla and his $1.19 million that the New York Mets need to pay him until 2035. So the story is that in 2000, Bobby Bonilla was a, was a guy that played for, I believe he was an outfielder who played for the Mets in the or played in the majors in the 80s and 90s. 2000, he was getting old, but he had a big contract. The Mets had an option in 2000 to buy Bobby Bonilla out for $5.9 million. All right, Jermaine, you got that in your head? $5.9 million in 2000. The Mets deferred his contract. They deferred his contract until 2011. Starting in 2011, the Mets agreed to play, pay Mr. Bonilla $1.19 million every year for the next 24 years. Now, Jermaine, you and I are not mathematicians, but they could have bought him out for $5 million or $6 million, and yet they decided to pay him over $25 million. <laughs> Dude. Bobby Bonilla, Jermaine, this is, this is what's going to tickle you, Jermaine. Time, dude. This is what's going to tickle you. How old will Bobby Bonilla be in 2035? 71. 
72 years old. Oh. Bobby Bonilla will be in 2035. At the ripe age of 70, he will still have two years of $1.19 million checks showing up on his doorstep on July 1st. So happy Bobby Bonilla day to you, Jermaine. And for those of you sitting at home wondering, like, why is today happy Bobby Bonilla day? It's the first day of the MLB season. And so usually it's always opening day. And it's it's just a very funny uh, incident. What did you send me about Darren Williams getting paid by the Nets? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I got to dig that up. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. We'll, we'll talk about that next week because I want to bring up the the worst contract, the worst after playing career contract deals in history for the management groups, for the players. They're awesome. Like one of them was Albert Pujols is going to get paid $10 million a year for 10 years after he retires with the Angels. Really? Yeah, he's going to make another $100 million. How is that possible? Because he called his own number in contract talks, I guess. Jesus Christ, that's crazy. All right, dude, so you were telling me, we were talking about how a 60-game season is going to be very, very odd because some teams start absolutely red hot out the gate. You know, going like 43 and 17 sometimes, you know, 45 and 15. You know, no big deal. Quick math. <laughs> or or some teams start incredibly slow, like 20 and 20 or 20 and 40. Yeah. So hit us with some uh, little little yeah. Knicks nuggets. Yeah. So this is – that's that's a good name for a segment. Um, so basically this has been a hot topic around. So the 2019 standings after 60 games would have – included so for the al the only change would have been the texas rangers instead of oakland right so it would have been the yankees twins astros rays and uh texas rangers instead of oakland the national league would have been a little bit different um atlanta and philadelphia would have had to play for a wild card and milwaukee chicago would have had to pay play for a wild card but the dodgers would be the west champions now this means I already mentioned it. There would be no Oakland. There would be no St. Louis. And there would be no World Series champion Washington Nationals. Because if you remember, they got really hot at the end of the season, but didn't make it. Yeah, really hot is an understatement. So we could be looking at an Astros two-peat, cheat Pete. Yep, cheat Pete. And and maybe that story never never gets revealed. So just another couple of uh, Knicks nuggets for the past. So since the the wildcard era started in 2012, here's what it would have looked like if every season since 2012 would have ended after 60 games. Are you ready, Jermaine? Ooh, I am. I, 2000, I 2012, no Tigers. No Tigers. Uh, the Tigers don't make the World Series. They don't make the playoffs. They don't even make the playoffs? Don't make the playoffs. The Giants the eventual World Series winners, make the playoffs as a wild card. So they don't even... Uh-oh. Spooky Spookerson. Someone's creeping up on Nick right spooky, now. Spooky Spooky, yeah. Got to bust out the Second Amendment, dog. That's right, yeah. Uh, let me know if anybody pops up behind me. I will. <laughs> uh, 2000, just scream, and then we'll, I'll end the podcast and we'll upload it. Um, <laughs> it'll be the best podcast of all time. Now I just want to scream, even though no one's <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna I'll shit my pants. <laughs> 2015, 
2015. No Joey Bats bat hey, flip. Some, someone's coming up, my guy. Oh, hi, Lilies. <clears throat> Hold on, Jermaine. And now, time for a good old-fashioned Jermaine filibuster. Yeah, Jermaine filibuster. <laughs> so while Nick goes and takes care of his daughter, uh, we're just going to go ahead and talk about that Darren Williams uh, little piece of information. So Dar- Darren Williams, right, was a point guard in the NBA. You know, everyone remembers him. He was actually really good, played for the Jazz, and then he, then he went to play for the Nets. Um, <laughs> so... He last played for the Brooklyn Nets five years ago. Five years. That's a half decade. A half decade of hoops was the last time he played for him. And Brooklyn has been paying him around $15,000 per day over the last five years. What is that? What does that work out to? $15,000 per day over the last five years. So do a little quick math. 365 times five. Equals whew, 1,825 days for those of you at home who want to know that. So multiply that by $15,000 and we get $27,375,000 to not play hoops. He made I, it is. What? I'm back. I'm back. And I just thought this whole time, I wonder what he's talking about. And I put on the headphones. So you'd be like, 7,395,000. So did he count? Did he just spend the whole time <laughs> counting? No, dude. So I pulled up the Darren Williams thing and I said, I said, fuck, I'm going to talk about it anyways. Oh, so, yeah. So he got, he got That's paid. That's just a professional. He paid $27,375,000 over five years. $15,000 a day, dude. For those of you who have, don't have that many fingers, that's a gang of money. That is what we call pizza money. <laughs> no, that's that's a pizza shop. <laughs> pizza shop. So I, I, I apologize to the viewers out there. However, many of you who are not parents, uh, or for those of you who aren't parents, uh, that's what happens that the kids don't always pick the, Oh, dad's podcasting. I can't go disturb him right now. Yeah. She took a while to get up those steps. It was like, she was sneaking up there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like I was saying, 2015, no Joey bats bat flip, the hashtag greatest bat flip of all time. Oh dude, it is. It's uh, because it's Toronto, not- because Toronto misses the playoffs. 2016. Oh, no. Seattle- the Seattle Mariners make the playoffs as a wild card, which would end their no playoffs since 2002 streak. Also, 2016, the Baltimore Orioles win the AL East title after 60 games. No way. Yeah, Jewish God, Yahweh. <laughs> Two th- 2017, the Orioles, the next year, they play a tiebreaker game against the Cleveland Indians for the wild card. Wow, the Orioles also, are good to start this season out. No doubt. Also 2017, the Rockies won the win the AL West or the NL West after 60 games. They've never won the West. It would have been the first year. RIP. 2018, two years after they make their first uh, playoff appearance since 2002, the Mariners win the AL West. 2018, Jermaine. The Dang, Mariners win the, right. win the AL West. Hot, dude. 
And also in 2018, the Dodgers don't make the playoffs. That's awesome. That they made the World Series. Happy. You know why? Because yeah. fuck the Dodgers. That's why. Fuck, fuck the Dodgers. So that was just a little bit of Nick's nuggets about uh, 60 games. It's going to be entertaining. We're going to see... Um, we're we're gonna see teams that you think are surefire teams that now you look and you say, I don't like you're gonna see teams that definitely could get in over 162 and teams that definitely had no chance over 162. That it, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be the hottest, it's gonna be the hottest team. It's gonna negate what baseball is, which is yeah. everything regresses to a mean over yeah. time. Averages. It's all yep. about averages. Dude, I'm actually bold prediction. I th- I'm going to say it now. I think the Strohs don't make the playoffs because of the 60 game season. That's very interesting. I have a bold prediction, and that's the Colorado Rockies win the NL West. Just kidding. That would be stupid. But Dude, if there's any year for them to do it, it this, has to be this year. This is it. 60 games. Just give it your all. Or my other bold prediction is that the Dodgers don't lose a game and go 60 0. <laughs> You know I Because fuck the Dodgers. That's why. Fuck the Dodgers. So we hinted at it. We hinted at it at the beginning of the podcast, Jermaine. But Cam and Cameron Jarrell Newton is a New England Patriot. Whoo! Talk about breaking news. Uh, there I am, bebopping around the streets of Imperial Beach with the homies, and I get a random phone call. The fr- and I was just like, "What's up, dude?" And the first thing shot back at me isn't a greeting. No, because we've descended into chaos and we no longer greet each other. It's just like, tell me you got that update. Tell, tell me you got that update. And that's it. For those of you who don't know, that's a spot on Nicholas Moran impression. It's a pretty solid uh, impression. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I didn't get that update because naturally I'm bebopping around with the homies. you know. And so I pull out the phone. And I look at the update. And I almost dropped the phone. <laughs> I was just like, Dude. this is not real life. I was so stoked. I was so, so stoked. I've been saying it forever. Cam Newton to the Patriots makes the most sense from a track to get to a starting position. You know, everywhere else he would have been the best backup in the league. Now he gets to come into camp and a healthy Cam Newton is a very scary thing. And so if he comes into camp and he's healthy, put into Josh McDaniel's short pass system where he thrived in the eight games with Norv Turner – I mean, uh, the sky is the limit. It's it's a terrific gamble by Cam. Not only does he get to go learn from Josh McDaniels and learn how to how to be a better, you know, locker room kind of kind of guy. Not that he was ever bad, but you know, he gets to go be learn from the best for a year. I think it's just I'm just I'm I can't say enough good things about this. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, that's 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 putting it lightly. I mean, I. I didn't think that Carolina ever should have released Cam Newton. I think they should have given him this year to to be like, hey, I, we had Norv Turner. He threw for his career-high completion percentage with Norm Turner. Give the man a year to get his shoulder worked out, get his foot injury healthy, and he looks good. I think with the Patriots, I think that what we're going to see from a low-end Cam Newton is 3,500 yards and probably 25 touchdowns combined through the air and on the ground. If he does anything like what Tom Brady did last year, he's going to throw for 
for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. That's, that's, that's kind of the high end, right? And so when you're saying these yards, it's not factoring in rushing yards either, right? You're not no. talking about no. scrimmage yards. No, no, no. That's and just then, pass. That's just passing yards. And dude, he's such a threat from dude. And you know how you know how we always have these offline conversations, and I tell you all the time, like there's two coaches in the league that have an absolute uh, romanticization of mobile quarterbacks, and it's Sean Payton and Bill Belichick. Yeah, you know they are. They've always wanted it. You know, the, Bill Belichick, you can just tell, like, he's always wanted to – do you remember the Bill Belichick quote from, like, 2017 Mm-mm. when he's talking about Cam Newton? I think this is after Cam Newton uh, dusted up the Patriots. He's 2-0 and against the Patriots in his career. Yeah, okay, sample size. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, not saying the other guys aren't a problem because they are, but he's public enemy number one when referencing mobile quarterbacks, right? The quote is, is obviously a lot more uh, substantial than that, but I just wanted to get that little part out. He's, he's public enemy number one after 2017 because Cam Newton always mollywops Bill Belichick, as he, Nick just referenced. He just, I mean, he, he like, you can't really fault Bill Belichick, right? For in, in his first couple of years in the league, he was a young coach. He can't as a young coach, you can't really dictate, especially back then in the in the nineties, you couldn't really dictate what you wanted from your organization. And then he gets the greatest quarterback of all time. And yeah, that worked out, but the one thing that Tom Brady was missing was mobility. It took him twenty years to run for a thousand yards. Like it, he's he's not a mobile guy. He's a smart thinking guy who can win games with his brain. Yeah. And, and that's and he, and he got you six Super Bowl championships because of it. But Bill Belichick's ability to, over 20, 25 years, adapt to the defensives of the NFL. You're going to give him a guy like Cam Newton that is that, first of all, is going back to, let's talk about this, is going back to a place where he's never been, which are people are doubting Cam Newton. People don't think that he can run. People don't think that he can throw. He has the world in front of him. So th- so I guarantee you, linebackers will be sitting back in the first couple of weeks. They won't be on their heels. They won't be willing to d- bust up the line of scrimmage. They, they won't be ready for a Cam Newton run. And then as soon as Cam Newton busts off some of these runs in the first couple of weeks, right? Because he has what? He has Miami week one. He has the Raiders. He has Casey, Denver, San Francisco. If he can prove that he can run against those teams, some pretty good teams there, yeah. Pretty good D, D fronts. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have linebackers like you're going to have linebackers like Arizona, the Chargers, the Rams, and then the last slate of AFC teams that are going to stack the box, and then he can throw it deep. He throws it deep over their heads. It's what he did in Carolina. Yeah, he. So everyone talks about his completion percentage, and then you go look look at his like average you know, air yards per target. It's always like some absurd number. He's just chucking balls downfield. He's just like, fuck it. One of these has got to land. <laughs> and they and they have, they have to know he's going to miss some. You have to know yeah, Cam's going to miss some. He's going to miss two or three big throws a game, and that's what you're getting with Cam Newton. But he may win you. The, he, he's going to win you the game with two passing touchdowns and a running touchdown. And also, and also, the Patriots can stop their look for a goal line back. 
You have a six foot five, two hundred and fifty five pound goal line back that you just signed. Yeah, and so the Patriots actually had the most goal to go touchdowns, right? And goal to goal rushing attempts uh, last year. So now they have Cam Newton, and they were already at there. And then the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is they franchise tag Joe Tooney, right? Joe Tooney is one of, is a Pro Bowl uh, left guard. He's an absolute stud at guard. But they've got like twenty six million dollars tied up in their two guard positions. And uh, then they're getting their left tackle back from, from or no, their center back from pulmonary embolism. And uh, then they drafted two tight ends who are plus, you know, blockers in the third round. So they have set up to have a rushing attack before Cam Newton. Now you add Cam Newton in there and you add in the running backs, the, the running back by committee they have. And it's pretty, uh, it's pretty obvious what they're going to try to do. They're going to use movement. They're going to use scheme. And Cam Newton is just going to be coming at you full force all day long. Well, that's, that's something that they've used before, but now they're going to have QB designed runs after all that, that the defense also has to account <laughs> for. Yeah, and, exactly. and let me mention this as a lifelong Panthers fan. Cam Newton was only given a decent offensive line in one year where he put it all together and he had two pro bowlers on the offensive line, excuse me, two all pros on the offensive line in Trey Turner and um, Ryan, Ryan Khalil, right? In 2015, what did the Carolina Panthers do? Oh, they just went 15 and one and went to the Super Bowl, right? In <laughs> no which- big deal in which they faced probably one of the greatest pass rushing attacks of all time. In how'd you, how'd you guys do in that Super Bowl? And we lost. Um, <laughs> yeah, we lost. But you know what I mean? Like, like if you you're surrounding Cam with a good offensive line, if he has a good offensive line and he has time to throw, you know, I, I was listening to a segment on the radio today that said Cam Newton is not a scrambling quarterback. He's never been a scrambling quarterback. He's a guy that if you design QB runs for him is a running quarterback or he's a guy that will step back and he'll pass in the pocket. So if Bill Belichick can protect him, he can throw for, what did I say, 4,000 yards? His career average yards is 3,800. And I just said he has had terrible offensive lines. Why can't he throw for that 4,000 if he has a good offensive line? Yeah, I mean, the, so the wide receiver weapons are are questionable, but you know, uh, they're not necessarily the worst. And so he's he's played with much worse wide receivers. Jeez. <laughs> so you know, I think uh, I you know, if I get proved wrong and Cam Newton fails, you know, that's why I put money on Jarrett Sidham winning the starting job. So hey, you know, hedge your bets. That's right. Hedge your bets. So Cam Newton is one of three quarterbacks who have had a career of 25,000 passing yards or more and 4,000 rushing yards or more. Can you name the other two? Mike Vick and Steve Young. Uh, One of two. Oh. Uh, Randall Cunningham? Randall Cunningham. Can you guess which one you got wrong, though, of those Uh, three guys? The Mike Vick one, probably. Mike, Mike Vick was – Mike. I dude, I was shocked when I didn't see Mike Vick on that, dude. Flex that brain muscle. <sighs> All right, so big news. Preseason week one and preseason week four have been cut, but that was kind of anticipated because NFL is already uh, moving towards having less preseason games anyways. And with the current climate, you know, it just behooves their, their interest. Uh, but I think that's enough NFL talk. 
Yeah. I think we ranted about Cat Miller being a stud for for long enough. Yeah, everyone's like, get on with it. He's he's a good quarterback. Let's talk. Let's talk about world football instead. Ooh. <laughs> Foosball. Yo, so Messi hit his 700 goal, and I don't under, I don't think people understand like how staggering that number is. Like, bow your heads. Let's bow your heads. Let's have a minute. There it is. All right, for the goat, Messi. He's not the goat. You need to chill with that, bro. Okay, now it's bow our heads for the actual goat, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, <laughs> go baby. This is a Cristiano Ronaldo podcast, by the way. Dog, exactly. What has Messi done for country when he has a club that is always in the red and uh, beat by Germany for a World Cup? Shout out. <laughs> He's always in the red, uh, and they bring in all the best players to play with him. They subbed in Griezmann with two minutes left against his old team the other day where Barca tied and they dropped points. And I was just like, oh, man, that's disrespectful to Griezmann. Yeah. Didn't even – didn't even like one of the world's best strikers didn't even get into play his old team. Even his, even his old coach was on the, on the side like looking over and shaking his head that they what's, subbed him in. What's dude. going on? What do you mean? No, I mean like I was like, what's going on here? Why is he not playing? Yeah. Oh man, I was I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. But Liga One uh, announced their finals for the French Cup and the League Cup, right? On July French Cup finals, July twenty fourth, PSG versus Saint Etienne, and then July thirty first is the League Cup final with PSG versus Lyon, and it's going to be the first matches back since lockdown with five thousand fans uh, in the stands. So that'll be tight because yeah, watching tight. watching soccer right now is kind of spooky, right? Because the fans are always such a big part, and you're watching it now, and you're like, it's still a great game to watch, but it's where are they? Not, yeah, it's like yeah. so quiet. You know, you don't hear the ultras just constantly blowing on vuvuzelis. <laughs> Dude, uh, we had to take a minute to to have a little RIP moment for our boy. Our PSG, our PSG striker for Football Manager 18, Edison Cavani, bro. The fucking virtual god. Dog, that dude hit some of the craziest goals. <laughs> maybe, something we didn't, maybe we need to live stream a, a, PSG, uh, a PSG franchise. I still have it, dude. Ulysses Kane. <laughs> Such a good name. Um, so That's what I would name my son if I had one. <laughs> moving on to uh, the best league in the world, the English Premier League. Woo! So Woo! the the big thing, right? Covering uh, so Manchester City, right? Given a ban for next year. Obviously, their appeal their appeal is due, due in a couple weeks on July thirteenth. But because that it's unlikely that they're going to get this appeal, the the ban reversed. Now the top five, since Man City is going to finish in the top two, now the top five teams make the Champions League. So the race for the final four, obviously, the teams, right the teams that are in the mix, Man United, Chelsea, Leicester City, uh, the Wolves, Sheffield United, Arsenal, and Tottenham uh, are in the race for it. Jermaine? I have my predictions. I also have five dimes betting odds for the top four in. Would you like to hear them? Give me the odds first. So Arsenal is plus 10,000. <laughs> plus 10,000? 10, 10,000. 
Oh, dude, they're not making it. I might kick a dollar on Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to- put a dollar. Yeah. Tottenham is plus forty five hundred. Uh, Wolverhampton is plus three hundred, and uh, Leicester is plus one hundred. With Chelsea being minus two hundred and Manchester being minus two thirty. Minus two thirty. Let's go, dude. So Man I- U. For those of you at home who don't know, Man U is my team. Man U is red hot right now. Fifteen game unbeaten streak. Oh man, it's uh. It's a good time to be Man U. We finally unlocked the midfield, which is unlocked our, our front strikers. Martial looks as good as I've said he's been for as long as he's been because he finally has people passing the ball. It, they're putting up five, three goals. Uh, Martial had his first ever hat trick the other day, and it was the first Premier League hat trick for a Manchester United player since 2013 with the Flying Dutchman, Robin mm. Van Persie. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm stoked right now because soccer has been exciting to watch. The Chelsea game the other day, Chelsea. Uh, so speaking of Chelsea, my my boy, my really my t- great friend is a Chelsea fan. So we talk about soccer all the time, right? And I'm, I always talk tell him how much I love Pulisic. Chelsea sucks, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I tell him all the time. And he was talking all he hit me up. And just started talking all this smack about how Chelsea this and Chelsea that. And then he wanted to put a jersey bet on the game, West Ham versus Chelsea. And I was like, you only want a jersey bet because it's stacked in your favor. I'm not betting on not my team. I should have taken the bet, dude. West should've. Ham, West Ham had a goal disallowed by VAR on some shenanigans. And still ended up winning in the 88th minute on a beautiful counterattack, bro. I told I, I told him I told him I was just like, dude, stop talking. You guys are gonna tie. You're dropping points today versus West Ham, and he got hot at me, and I, and then he just that's when he flared up and he started. That's when the jersey bet came out because I was taunting him, and then they ended up losing the game, and I was just like, oh, I should have taken that bet, dog. <sighs> yeah, so I, I I tried to find some way to make this interesting and and find a way to make. Uh, Leicester and, and, and put Leicester City in the top four. The only way that I can see doing it, obviously, because I think that I, I think that I mean, you look at Manchester United's remaining schedule, and I, I don't I think there's there's no game that they're losing. And I could see him winning. I could see him winning the next six. They're probably gonna draw a couple of them. But the problem is that Leicester is three right now. And they basically just have to maintain. And if they maintain right now, which is not losing, right, and they get the wins that they need to get, I think their 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 biggest games will be Arsenal and Tottenham that they need to at least draw. If they can draw Arsenal and Tottenham both away games, I think they'll be I think they'll be set up for what I think will be the match of the year oh, in match in bad. match day match day thirty thirty eight I think match day thirty eight puts Leicester City at home in Old Trafford or uh, sorry away in Old Trafford to play Manchester United for the top 4 spot to go to the Champions League. I I'll be too. What in. a game, dog. That's going to be prime time football. The emotion, the storyline, the energy, it's going to be wild. There's not even going to be fans and it's still going to be 
one of the most hyped soccer games on yeah, earth. It's it's going to be pretty wild. So did I you, actually have predictions of how I think the final fours. Okay, you 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 five. give yours, I'll give mine. Okay, so I actually, despite all the crap I just talked, I think Chelsea gets the gets the three, and then Manchester United gets the four, and the Wolves get the five. Well, that's that's not very that's not very original at all because I'm I had Chelsea finishing three, and, yeah. and, and Manchester United finishing four. I do have Leicester finishing five though, and the Wolves. Oh, dude! Six. So ever since Leicester won that title, uh, I'm pro Leicester. I need that or Leicester. Leicester, uh, yeah. Uh, dude, I need them in the Champions League. That's just that's just so much fun. I just yeah. need that there, dude. That's- I tried I tried to figure out some way since Sheffield United is Sheffield United is, isn't even in the top four. Jesus. But Sheffield United has a plus fourteen hundred to finish in the top six on five dimes. I tried to figure out some way that I could fit Sheffield United in the top four, and it just didn't work. <laughs> you just couldn't do it. I couldn't couldn't finagle. Mm-hmm. No, and I want and I wanted to put Arsenal in the top four because obviously they're plus ten thousand, but they run into a wood chipper in Liverpool. So they play how many times do they play them? They play Liverpool once. Once, yeah, once. Oh, that's a lot. But I think it's in Liverpool. Did you see Liverpool's performance against Man City? It's the first time that a team who's clinched the English Premier League title before has lost a game by four goals. <laughs> don't worry, Liverpool. Just just don't go for the record. Tune it in. Everyone was hung over, dog. What are you doing, Liverpool? You gotta you gotta get more points. You gotta set that record, dog. Seriously. So what are your what are your thoughts on this new uh so this new Nike ball? So Nike designed a new uh aerodynamic ball for the Premier League season. And uh, it, it's groovy, man. Uh, yeah, to say the least. All those indents, I so the ball looks peculiar. It does. But I actually kind of love it. I love the ball for some reason. And usually I hate the ball. So I'm, I'm always like, ah, that's that's whack. Who cares? Why are you wasting my time? This one, I was like, oh, this is cool. And, and they hit me with that nerd stat. So that's probably what got me. They were like, oh, it's going to fly. 30% truer upon strike. And I'm like, oh my the, mar- the marketing guys, the marketing guys know what we like, right? They like, they like, we like percentages. 10% less fat, 40% <laughs> more car- calories. I, I I just I mean, this is, you know, you see a lot of, you know, each year you see or, or each World Cup or each Champions League, you see. They come up with a ball, and this is the revolutionary new ball. But this one is the first one that actually looks like it's a new design on a ball, which I love. Obviously, the old heads are probably going to hate it because they're they're going to be like, back in my day, I scored goals with a rock, and that was yeah. good enough for us. Yeah, but back in your day, you also hit each other over the heads with rocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you must know my friend, Chad. Chad up. <laughs> oh man dude so xbox uh first party showcase july 23rd hopefully you can not be drunk this time we talk video games uh not a guarantee not a guarantee oh dude so you know what i was i was talking with one of my friends today and you know that vampire masquerade 2 game that i'm mm-hmm. like low-key kind of hyped on yeah. did you know that 
it was originally a pen and paper game. It was it was like a role playing game similar to Dungeons and Dragons, like where they have their own books and stuff. And there's like twelve different sects of sext sext. It still sounds like I'm saying it no matter what. Yeah, I got you. S e c t s. There's twelve different ways to have vampire sex. <laughs> got it. It's called the Vampa Sutra. <laughs> so. And apparently, apparently they turned that into uh, a video game. So now I'm even more hype on it. I was looking, I was reading the books today, not reading them, but reading like the synopsis. Mm-hmm. I was just pretty blown away. So we actually had some people submit uh, some ideas for non-actor performance in a movie. Yeah. So so last week we asked the, the question because I was watching uh, Get Him to the Greek with Sean Puffy Combs. And I asked, so I asked Jermaine last week, what was the best non-actor performance in a movie? And well, Emma chimed in. Emma did not listen to the podcast last week. Uh, although my one of my other best friends threatened to text her. He was like, hey, I'm listening to the pod right now. Should I text her? And I was like, don't you do it, man. Don't you do what it. shady character that guy is. <laughs> um, so Emma said, uh, MJ and Space Jam, obviously. I don't know why we forgot about that. That That's a pretty... I'm still a, salty they're remaking Space Jam. Not because yeah. it's LeBron. It's just like that. Nah, because it is LeBron. It doesn't need another... Uh, it doesn't need another one. It was good. Just... LeBron, you got enough creative people. Go make a different movie. <laughs> so Emma, so Emma hit us with two freaking high fastballs for swinging strikes. MJ in Space Jam, obviously, and then John Cena in Trainwreck and Blockers. Is that still so? That's that was my thing. I didn't say John Cena because John Cena is an actor now. So is that still considered a cameo because he's like a full fledged actor. But it's but I said I said it wasn't a, it's not I'm not it's not a cameo. It's like a role in a movie. That's why. So Nevada said so his first Dave one was his, so Nevada. His first one was Mike Tyson in The Hangover. That's more of a cameo because he was there for like two minutes. Right. But but Andre the Giant in Princess Bride and Shaq and Shazam were some pretty were some pretty good ones. Obviously, Shaq is going to be the worst performance in a movie. Worst not actor performance. But Shaq will always have the privilege of being able to fall back on Sinbad has movies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, um, well, then what about Dave Batista then? Because I didn't say him either, but Dave Batista is. I mean, he's got hella good movies. Have you seen Stuber? No, I, I still need to watch that. <laughs> that movie was pretty entertaining. And obviously, I mean, he crushes in Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, speaking, speaking of sports movies, a oh, good recommendation man. that I have for you guys is I watched it the other day. Go watch Ford versus Ferrari. Great movie. Christian Bale, Matt Damon talking about the 1965 Le Mans race in France and how Ford built a supercar, the GT40, to end Ferrari's six-year dominance at Le Mans. Damn, if only Ford could build a good car now, huh? Dude, GT40s are still good cars. The Ford the Ford keeps building them. Ford keeps building them. They're like million-dollar sports cars. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Go look up after this. Go look up GT40. 
Okay, I'm definitely gonna do but, that. I want but to but message message us message us if you guys are out there watching movies and you see a best non actor performance in movies, and it doesn't have to be athletes. It doesn't just have to be athletes. It can be anyone that shows up. Still, my favorite cameo of all time, Jermaine, though, is uh, the Brett Favre uh, in uh, oh god, something about Mary. Where he comes oh. in and they're like, Brett Favre, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. <laughs> what about uh, what about um, Big Ben in Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, but he didn't really have like that. That's like more of like a Big Ben dies. Like yeah, <laughs> Big Ben, good, good, Big, good Big Ben and Heinz Ward, right? Good riddance. Big Ben dies. <laughs> that's it. Unnecessary. Big Ben slander. <laughs> it's unnecessary always warranted <laughs> uh what does that mean is that a contradiction <laughs> i think so yeah who's, oh, i know who's to so. say <laughs> oh man all right well we're, we're getting close to the end here you know yeah another fine edition of room 303 as always so uh this sunday i'm running dude the day after fourth of july it's gonna be a hellacious right running a half half marathon the day after fourth of july uh it's gonna be a doozy so uh as we talked about before with the 100 mile challenge my buddy's not-for-profit company run for ep is trying to get people out there again with this this month's event and they're doing a virtual 5k um with all proceeds going to charity and a virtual uh, half marathon with all pre- proceeds going at charity. So if you want to sign up and do the 5k, you slouch. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I've officially retired from running. <laughs> so if you want to sign up for it, if you just go to their Instagram handle at run for it, EP, they have a link right in their bio that you can click and we'll take you to the race. Sign up, sign up page. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh so the the organizations that are being supported is the Loveland Foundation, uh, which is an organization committed to showing up for communities of color uh, in unique, powerful ways, right? That particularly focus on women and girls, and then the Islamic Relief Fu- uh, USA. So you know, Vost among a lot of the stuff that's going on is what's happening, the humanitarian crisis that's happening in Yemen right now. You know, with 20, piece, people, 20 million people facing famine, and, you know, p- children starving to death daily. Uh, and so they, and then they can't cope with COVID 19 on top of that. So those are the two. And then they have a t shirt that you can buy as well. Uh, that's a pretty dope looking t shirt, by the way. Yeah, it looks pretty clean. I haven't bought mine yet. I should probably do that. <laughs> yeah. But they're, uh, it's, you know, they're fundraising for Black Lives Matters. Black Lives Matter. Jeez, we forgot that ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, so it's a pretty great thing. So if you want to get out, run some miles, pound some pavement, chew up some chew up some road uh, on Sunday after you get drunk and eat tons of hot dogs and your belly's full, then, then this is the way to do it. Good luck to everybody out there. I'll be virtually supporting you from my couch. <laughs> with a nice cold with a nice cold Budweiser yeah what's going on with your baseball team we are the Chesapeake Sharks currently are one and two on the season um I started out the year on in fuego 
By in fuego, I mean I should have just set myself on fire. It probably would have been a better asset to the team. Uh, my first two games, I was uh, 0-4 or 0-5 with four strikeouts. Uh, managed to pull it together in the second game, though. A single, three at-bats, a single, two walks, a stolen base, and two runs with a nice little RBI thrown in there. You had a, you had a stolen base? Had a boy, had a boy, five tool player, book him, ladies. And guess what? There was a throw too, and I just beat out the throw, dog. Oh, uh, suck my butt, defensive <laughs> catcher. You can't get it. You uh. can't you can't fucking gun me. Get that pop time up, son. <laughs> you slow, kid. <laughs> yeah. It was, dude. It was and, and the problem I I thought the entire time. So this field that we're playing on, obviously, because of COVID, these fields, this one field that we're playing on is the only field that would open up to us in the beginning and it's a, like a middle school field obviously it still has like the fences are still back like the right length but it's like it's everybody plays there like the local little league the middle school team the the high school travel like travel teams play there so the infield is so uh like loose dirt that like i had to find like one patch that i could dig my cleat into because i was like if i go to start running and i like spin out i'm gonna feel like an idiot but found that patch. I wish that would have happened, dude. Found that patch. Stole the base. How many cases you got? What's your ERA? What's going on here? You still? Uh, well, here I can. Here I'll, I'll I'll pull it up. I'll pull up the. Uh... All right. So while uh, while Nick does that, uh, we've got some doozies for you on find them and cut them. <laughs> Just a little little look ahead spoiler, and and we're gonna get you the answer to the trivia questions. Uh, for Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All right, here you go. Here's my pitching stats. So I have two games, eight innings. Actually, let's see here. I have two games, eight innings pitched, six hits, one of them being a home run. <laughs> uh, you gave up a yacker? Yeah. 13 walks. That needs to come down. Jesus, bro. 12, tw- 12 strikeouts, though. Check that strikeouts per nine. Uh, what's your whip at? Almost two. Oh, that's awful. Opponent batting average 200. Okay. With a 5.19 ERA. Five point one nine, dog. That is, uh, that is what we'd like to call... Uh, boo boo, son! You hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm boo boo right now to start out the year. Although, if we do a little bit of simple math, my strikeouts per nine is thirteen point two. Uh, okay, hang your, hang your tip your hat, young blood. <laughs> yeah, I I did have one. I did have one of my coaches tell me this weekend that, <laughs> bro, just put the ball over the plate. They can't hit you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> that's good to hear. Yo, coaching advice. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> oh, it's so easy, isn't it? There was a video. There was a video that one of the dudes on my team sent me after it. And it was a dude being like, you know, he walks one guy, he walks two guys, and the catcher comes out and he's like, yo, man, just throw strikes. And the guy's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. I'll, I'll try that next time. What awful advice. <laughs> dude, you don't know how many times guys come to the mound and they're like, Hey man, yeah, just just throw strikes. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, you oh no, you didn't see this as part of my strategy. My coach also did make the joke about that because now multiple games I have walked the bases loaded and had no outs and then struck out the next three batters. Oh, so you you just want you just want a little drama. Just want a like little, there's, dude, there's like no no no, no no nobody on, no outs. Nobody on two outs is like the worst situation I could be pitching in. But like bases loaded, no outs. That's when the heart gets a little you and that's when you get that's when you get a little bit of Oh, you must know my friend Sitcho. Sit your ass down. Little lefty heat, bro. That's what it is, dude. So no so no games this weekend. We might have a midday game next week and obviously then next Sunday. But let's hope that uh <laughs> let's hope that I can get the walks down. Because if I get the walks down, nobody's touching me. Bro, hey, just throw strikes. Oh yeah. It's just that easy. Dude, Locate, the, the the home run that he hit, though the home run that he hit, I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, that's demoralizing a little bit. Not really. I've had I've had in my life I've had so many home runs hit off me that it's just kind of. You should call your uh, real estate agent for some tips. Location, location, location. <laughs> Got him. Right, 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 right. All right, let's move on to fight him and cut him. All right, go ahead, kick it off, dog. I'll let you oh. handle this one. <laughs> All right, so. There's a uh, former chief of scouting for FC Schalke in the Bundesliga, Jermaine. <laughs> he is no longer with Schalke. <laughs> oh, yeah? Why? <laughs> well, his name is Clementunnies, and Clementunnies is no longer with Schalke because, let me see, let me find the quote here. Dude, that quote, your classic Jermaine filibuster, that quote, bro, is hellacious. I was stunned when I read it. I was so stunned I texted you immediately. Like, I didn't even finish the article. I just sent you the article. I was just like, hellacious quote. (laughs) Just read it, dog. All right. In a a speech in 2019, (laughs) Tunney said... Overpopulation was also down due to a lack of power plants in Africa, which led to an increased production of babies in the dark. I believe I sent you a text message that said, what kind of backwards Nazi ass thinking is this? (laughs) So so according to the Schalke, oh no, he's the head of the board in Schalke. Yes, he was the big dog, dude. So according to the big dog at Schalke... (laughs) That because Africa doesn't have enough power plants, they just keep fucking at night. And electricity is what we need for those darn African savages to stop producing babies. What a race. Keep it keep it keep it classy. Keep pulling the German people back to the nineteen forties, Tunnies. Dog, he said that in twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Backward shit is that, bro. Well, uh Tony's Clementine, welcome to Find him and cut him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to one that I found absolutely hysterical, and Shannon Sharp found oh. uh, as well. My buddy sent me a, uh, a Twitter clip of Shannon Sharp's like. Oh, uh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I just died laughing. Uh, but Zeke was live streaming while playing video games on Twitch, right? And. <laughs> you know, it looks like he thinks he turns it off and he turn, turns to the side. 
And he's just like, I'm so fucking faded, dog. I'm low. I'm low key faded right now, dude. He's on live stream. Like he said that, I was just like, I bust out laughing. I thought I was just. And he turns back and realizes it's on. It's like real quick turns it off. Yo, he's like, oh shit, I didn't turn off my. (laughs) But then, so. Because that like this year is such a weird year, it's getting no negative press. It's even it's getting positive press. Cause Shannon Sharp got on his uninterrupted or undisputed or whatever his daytime skip show is uh, called. First take. First take. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um and he said, Hell man, I'm low-key faded right now. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the end of it. I don't think they debated it at all after that. Uh, dude, they did like a whole segment on it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Skip, Skip gave his two cents where he was upset. Skip. Oh, Skip. Well, it's because he's a man, but he's upset because he used the yards per game stat, you know, um, per season, right? So it was like a hundred and something his rookie year. Then it was like ninety seven. Then it was ninety three, and then it was like eighty seven or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So he used that stat. He was just like, "Wait, running backs fade over time?" Yeah, and he was like, "He's ninety million dollar man." And yada yada. I'm like, "Shut up, Skip. He's not <laughs> playing football tomorrow. To yeah. Get over it, bro. You're just being a dramatic Cowboys fan." Yeah, for sure. Shut up. All right. So you want to do your uh, your rant on, <laughs> on? All right. So when I leave when I leave my work in Virginia, I drive down to undisclosed location on the East Coast. <laughs> and in this drive, you drive three major highways in it. Right, you drive ninety five, sixty four, and forty. Right to get back to the house on. Some of these highways, there are people who drive with giant American flags in the back of their automobiles, be it trucks or vans or stuff like that, even the little ones. So my rant is that, and you sent me the American flag code, Jermaine. Why do you think it's respectful to drive the American flag at 70 miles per hour down a highway where it's getting ripped by wind? covered in bugs, dirt, and auto fumes just to park it in your garage somewhere where it's getting sun-baked. You're not taking it in and out every night. You're not giving the flag the proper respect it deserves, and you seem to think that you driving down the highway with it is, is somehow makes you more of an American. So for anyone who drives down with more than an fl- American flag sticker, I'll take an American flag sticker, stick it on your bumper, whatever, or stick it on your window. I don't care. Anything above that, stop. Stop posting the American flag where it's not supposed to be posted other than a flagpole somewhere where it's raised and lowered at night. And that's coming from a guy that has a bunch of American flag shorts and American flag t-shirts and American flag bandanas. It's not supposed to be on any of that stuff, so I'm probably a hypocrite, but stop putting your giant American flags on your cars. Same people who uh, disrespect the flag code and don't follow the flag code, which has been established for a very long time and says that it's not supposed to use for any novelty memorabilia, X, Y, Z. And they're the same people who are going to sit there and get all huffy and puffy about Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem. 
Yeah, while they're wearing their American flag bandana and drinking their American Budweiser beer and <laughs> wearing Amer- when 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 in Amer- wearing American flag underpants if that's not fucking <laughs> disrespectful. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's I'm gonna put the flag around my nuts. That's what that's what blows my mind about all this is like, you know, people don't actually know anything about this stuff, but they still think they're qualified to give their opinion. Like people are discussing the national anthem now because of the NFL news. And I'm like, have you, do you know that the national anthem is much longer than the one verse that we, that, that we play at the thing? It's actually four parts and it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Like the whole thing as a whole is pretty fucking ridiculous. And nobody knows that. Nobody knows that there's four parts because they've never looked up the national anthem. They've never went and read the lyrics. They don't. They don't do any of that. So yeah. it's the same thing with the flag code. Everyone gets in tizzy about the flag code. I was just like, you guys have been disrespecting the flag for ages. Yeah, there's like there's like one marine out there who has a flag in his front yard who has like three different flags. He has the storm flag. He has the ceremonial flag, and he has his everyday flag. And he's the only one that's actually following the. The flag code. I mean, this is also coming from a guy that I have an American flag hanging up inside my house that I try to take down in storms, but I don't. And I put it at half mast when it needs to be put at half mast. So I'm kind of half-assing the flag code as well. Yeah, I'm just. But that's that's the thing. You're not also sitting here. Well, now now you are. You just went on a rant. But anyways, American flag uh, car riders. You've been fined. You've Stop. been cut. Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> You've been fined. You're not cut. I just that's yeah, Doug, just, yeah, Doug you're fine. So now maybe you'll you'll have less faded money. <laughs> little pizza, little less pizza money. Little less faded money. Uh, the last one is just racial bias in broadcasting. I mean, you and you and I have had this discussion plenty of times, especially when it comes to like OBJ, OBJ yeah. versus Tom Brady, how they're treated in the media. Like no, no duh, no duh. There's racial yeah. bias or Cam or Cam and and Tom Brady. Yeah, and it's the same thing. You see it all the time. Every time they do the draft, right? You the the buzzwords they use to describe African American players, and the buzzwords they use to describe white players, right? And it's has, like has, has a white has a white player other than Baker Mayfield ever been described as having character issues? No, they're all like <laughs> they're all considered super intelligent. Like, but no, well, it, well no, 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 no. If if a white player is a is a is has those character issues, he's called immature, but will develop. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude I think, so the draft is the draft is. Uh, I love the NFL draft. Uh, don't get me wrong. That's why one of our first podcasts was covering it, but. Um, the draft is literally if you sit back and look at how they they just line these kids up as cattle and then how they talk about them with the buzzwords it's like <laughs> that shows right there the systemic racism that everyone's talking about cuz they it's so subconscious they don't even realize they're doing it this is just how they know how to describe these players and they don't understand the place that it's coming from and so I was like, man, I read this. I read this article simply because of the headline. I was just like, how comical! Like, no shit. This is well known. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyways, uh, media, you've been fined and cut. That's why I stopped again. Watching. Again, like, just every, every every week we're gonna find something to find and cut you guys for. So just stay just stay outside the stadium. Yeah, just stop stop trying to do your job because you're shitty at it, anyways. 
I'm, I mean, anything's possible. Maybe they will quit. There. Anything is possible. <laughs> All right, dude. So go ahead and give them the answer. To the, oh, I'll give the answer to the trivia question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we asked, um, when was the first official contest held, right? Official was the key word on that. So the first contest was 1972. And then we followed up with a couple bonus questions just to get, you, get your mind cooking. And uh, we asked who won the men's contest and how many dogs did he eat? And it was Jason Schechter winning with 14 dogs in three and a half minutes. So if that, if, if, if that sounds shocking to you guys, like it's not because Joey Chestnut ate 74 dogs in 10 minutes, which is 10 or 7.4 dogs a minute. This guy was just a little bit under five. Yeah, but he's the OG kill him. You know, I, I also I also say that's not shocking as I have never done it before. So I'm like, oh yeah, obviously obviously five dogs a minute is not shocking. This this bitch right here, oh. I would get, I would I would get one dog down. I'd be like, oh god, I have to eat, I have to eat fourteen thirteen more of these. <laughs> yeah, now they have like strategies with dipping the buns and water. Well, now they have so Kobayashi actually created a strategy where he splits the hot dog in half, eats the meat, and then eats the bun. Yeah, that's yeah, that's they have like strategies and they train for this now. Yeah, and so like this dude did it off the street. I'm, that's pretty impressive to me. 1972, he's like, hold my beer. <laughs> that's probably exactly what happened. He was some he was some New York guy. I was like, yeah, hey, what was was you doing? Eat some hot dogs. Like, you know, you know, back in the day, I was able to eat some hot dogs. Wait, wait, wait. I don't have wait, to wait, pay wait, for them, right? Wait, wait, I wait. Got, I ain't got to pay for them, right? Wait, you was telling me I have to get up there and eat as many Coney Island hot dogs as I can? Oh, count oh. me in. <laughs> oh, that's a deal. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go down in the record books. Oh, man. New York. What a shitty place. We should anyway. just, we should just start a segment where we just do accents. We should just have call like callers call in, but they're just us doing accents. Just <laughs> ask questions. Fake callers. <laughs> fake fake callers to make it seem like. What are we? The oh, oh, this is Nick from Boston. <laughs> what are we? The just just say Smollett of podcasts. <laughs> I, so last week you said that we should. <laughs> <laughs> that we should gain some white nationalist followers, and now you're calling us the Jesse Smollett of podcasts. This is a fucking burning plane that's 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 careening towards the runway. I didn't say we needed white. Na- I said I said defund that. Na- oh, yeah, na- was <laughs> bingo. That was white nationalist, right? Yeah, bingo. <laughs> that's so funny. What do they get for their whole shenanigans? They they handled that whole situation terribly. Well, well, Mr. Mr. Mendez, this has come to a natural end. As always, I enjoy spending uh, a couple hours with you doing these podcasts and, and doing the week. Shout out to 10 episodes. Hopefully, we'll look back at 10 episodes a couple years from now and say what, what young, immature fools we were. Oh, if we don't say that, we didn't grow up then. Yeah. Oops. Well, it's, it's going <laughs> to happen any day. Uh, so thank you for listening. As always, love love the support and feedback. It's terrific. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room Three Hundred Three. Uh, anyways, that's it from your boy. Have a happy Fourth. Uh, catch y'all on the flip side. Yep. Be safe. Go America. Bye, everybody. Anything possible.